DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a free shot at huge cash prizes. DraftKings is offering new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with first deposit. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledges to the test to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about football playoffs, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs this weekend. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the uh, DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot of millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics. As always, I'm Brendan. And I am nervous. Tell me why. Well, Brendan, we're recording this at 2.30 p.m. on Sunday before one of the biggest games of our lives. uh, The Buffalo Sabres are taking on the Washington Capitals in the sixth game of the season. And uh, yeah, it feels like it's for all the marbles. This is uh, really what we've been waiting for. Uh, no, so the Bills are playing, and we're recording before the Bills game uh, for obvious reasons, but it's going to be weird tomorrow uh, having the Sabres and Bills uh, play after we've already recorded. Uh, but just takes solace in knowing that uh, whatever happened, it, I don't know, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we'll see you all again sometime. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, why don't we uh, jump in to the Sabres then? So the Sabres uh, coming off of a shootout loss against the Washington Capitals, a game in which they were without Alexander Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Dmitry Orlov, uh, starting goalie Ilya Samsonov. Uh, yeah, so not great. Uh, it was a tough loss, definitely one that you really wanted to see them win. I think going into this weekend, you were really hoping that the Sabres were going to come away with both of these games considering that they were missing you know uh, two guys in their top six and a top four defenseman and their starting goalie so a little bit disappointing but at least they came away with a point uh we will see what happens in the game that has going to be taking place pretty much right after we wrap up recording this episode uh so hopefully they can pull out a win there but taylor what was your takeaway what were your takeaways from uh friday's game well, it's the third time already in five games that the Sabres have played really well and lost, uh, which is, it's annoying. Uh, as a general trend, it kind of reminds me of the 2014-15 season. The Sabres are desperately trying to finish last to guarantee themselves Eichel or McDavid. Uh, and they started to just get weird, random, good goaltending games, good luck, good shooting games. Like, by all rights, they should have been a bad team. They were a bad team, but they should have also been a bad PDO team because they had no talent and theoretically no goaltending. And it was just like, man, you can't catch a break. We're trying to lose and we can't. Obviously, it all worked out in the end. But this feels like that now. It's like, well, now they're finally dominating play. They have a good defensive structure. They don't give too many chances. But it's like, well, they give up goals anyway because their goaltending's bad. And they can't buy a goal. So I, I got to say, I don't love it. It's been incredibly frustrating. 
that's kind of the thing I keep thinking about, you know, it's very frustrating, but what I, what I keep going back to is at least they are looking competent while they're playing. Um, and again, they're looking competent as something that we had talked about a little bit last episode while, you know, the two guys who they need to be the most competent, arguably, um, have not been as good as we want. Uh, I think definitely more so Darlene than, than Eichel. I know we talked about, Darlene struggles uh, last episode quite a bit. Same for Jack, but you're not getting anything really out of him right now. And that is, it's a huge detriment to the team. I mean, you know, the point we made last time was it's early in the season, which we understand. um, So this could very well turn around. And the analogy I made last time was in a couple of years from now, you know, we may be looking back and say, oh, well, he just needed a little bit more time. I'm hoping that maybe in like a month from now, we can say that uh, just because of the fact that for them to go anywhere this season, I think it it just, it relies on him taking a big step. Now, you know, it's early again, 10 months off without a game. And I know, you know, we're only two, we're two weeks into it, but it really has not been that long. It's going to take some time before they really hit their stride. Um, Do you have any hope? for for him taylor what have you seen that gives you any sense of promise that he's gonna be able to figure it out well so he still moves the puck really well he's still like one of the better uh probably our best defenseman still like starting the, the play starting the breakout getting it to the forwards but his mistake the, the thing is they're mistakes it's not even just not playing well like there's a difference there's a reason people have thought in the past, and maybe we'll get to him later, that Ristolainen has been good. Ristolainen doesn't make a ton of dumb mis- – well, he does take dumb penalties, but, like, he doesn't make a ton of, like, mistakes for, like, oh, my God, what was that? It's just he's generally not good. I wouldn't say you get the same thing with Darlene right now. He's just making, like, unbelievably, like – like, he's shook. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. Like, his mistakes have been, like, complete lack of confidence, just, like, completely in his own head, and that's basically – what I think you're seeing from him right now. So I don't know. I hope it gets better. Like it got better last year, but you shouldn't have to be doing this at the beginning of every year. Right. Absolutely not. Definitely not. Do you think they're going to pull out a win today? Give a prediction for tomorrow to see if we were right or wrong. Let's keep the good vibes going. I think three, two Sabres win. At a boy. I I agree. I think the Sabres are going to pull out a a W today as well. So let's look ahead to this uh, upcoming week. After today's game, the Sabres play four more times uh, within the next week. Two against the Rangers and then two against the Devils. Uh, these are games that, you know, really when you were looking ahead at this season, when anybody was looking at this division, the bottom three teams for most people were Buffalo, the Rangers, and the Devils. And you got four straight against them after you got off to a little bit of a slow start to begin the season. I mean, there is no better time than right now for them to be able to pick up some wins and right the ship and and get back to a a respectable place of being like over 500. I mean, I I would hope that by this time next week, when the Sabres are playing on Sunday, they will be on their way to, to being over 500 again, because you can't, you can't lose these ones. I think, especially this early on when, you know, one of the main themes from this season with the shortened schedule, as we've said, and you know, we're going to continue to say that the like small pockets of games in an 82 game season, you know, they're going a lot farther in a 56 game season. And so this stretch of four games is really, really crucial for the Sabres for them to be able to have a chance to not be stuck in the basement before things get too late. 
what are you hoping to see coming out of these upcoming four games, Taylor? Oh man. I mean, just finally putting the puck in the net, like Eichel Hall and Skinner have all, all of their expected goals are significantly higher than their actual goal total. And it's like, yeah, they just, they just can't buy a goal. So like, obviously I'd like to see all of them score. So yeah, just to put it simply, like they could keep playing this way for the most part. That's fine. Just, you know, finish, just mm-hmm. finish. That's all I need to see. And obviously it'd be nice to uh, have some decent goaltending, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. Right. Yeah. Well, that may be something on the way as there's been a good amount of chatter, at least that talks have been heating up with the Sabres looking to make a move to get a goalie. There's obviously been a lot of names that have been thrown around who's actually going to be worth it and who's going to be available um, are two different things, I would say, just with what is out there right now in the current, current goalie market. But I mean, I, I, it's, I don't think there's any way of getting around that they need to make a move. Has the, I don't think there's been a definitive update on Hutton yet. Has there? I don't think so. No, Yeah, I haven't seen anything. Right. That's I, yeah. I didn't know if I missed anything today or not, but they got to do something. I don't know what it is. I mean, they don't have the most cap flexibility right now. Um, but as long as money's going out the other way, it gives you more flexibility. And yep. I think if it's anywhere, it's going to be probably on the blue line that they would make a move um, to get somebody out the door right now. So we'll see what happens on that front, but I'm very much looking forward to also seeing, I mean, New Jersey has been off to a bit of an interesting start. Like Jack Hughes has seemingly taken a big step again. It's early on, so we don't know, but he's looked great so far to start off the year. Shout out to Lindy Ruff. Uh, <laughs> but the Rangers on the other hand, though, their defensive core seems to be a mess. And I am very, very much looking for the same thing as you for the Sabres to be able to namely Jack and, and Skinner to be able to start putting away chances and Hall too, like the three of them, they, they have to, they, as you had said, their expected goal rates right now are definitely higher than their goal, to- goal totals because they yeah. have been generating a good amount of chances. One thing actually too, that I wanted to also bring up it's something that we talked about a lot to start the season was Jeff Skinner being on the fourth line, but Taylor, I've, if you look at the game logs after the game, I mean, he's getting ice time that's on par with what guys who are playing on the second line are getting. Um, So, I mean, he's putting a lot of trust into that line and it's good that he's getting at least the minutes. Uh, I definitely think that he should continue playing with Sheehan because I think Sheehan has been a bright spot early on for them uh, a bit unexpected, but can you give them another winger that maybe has a little bit of skill to, to play him with somebody who can, you know, maybe push the pace a little bit more than Curtis Lazar. Yeah. Uh, that would be nice. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really have a problem with Skinner's playing time. Cause he's playing a decent amount. It's just more like, why is he playing with Curtis Lazar? Right. Why? I mean, like we've already said multiple times, stall is right there playing with stall. It's a, uh, but I would say I'm, I'm pleased with the way Skinner has played before his lack of finishing aside. Uh, he carries the line in a way I didn't really think he was gonna. And he just, he, he does his Jeff Skinner things that he's really good at. He's, he's done that. And honestly, he's handled it really well. He's handled his assignment really well. So I don't know, hopefully Ralph gets a, gets around to appreciating him at some point and using him properly. As we've said, the, the opportunities have been there. He just hasn't been able to finish, but I, I will give Ralph credit where it's due that, 
the fourth line, yeah, they have not been getting caved in. Like they've been controlling play in large part, thanks to him. But I mean, that's, that's a lot of value. I, I will, I will give Ralph credit for that at least because you're, you're getting something out of a line that you probably wouldn't have expected to otherwise. So that's good. But you got to also though, put your star players in a, in a position to succeed. So coming out of this week, Taylor, where do you think that the Sabres are going to be at over these next four games? Hmm. Like in terms of wins and losses? Yes. Give me a give me a record. 4 and 0, 2 and 1, 2 and 2. 2 1 and 1. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, I don't know, who knows. A little <laughs> bit like, of hope, but not that too would, much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way I would put it. I mean, honestly, if it's worse than that, ugh, they're going to start digging themselves a pretty big hole, which is yeah. not great. Like we said it's a short season. This isn't something that you can really it's they already weren't making up deficits because they've been bad for 10 years, but like, you're not really digging yourselves out of a hole in a 56 game season. Like if you're, if it's 12 games in and you're like three, eight and one, that's probably, uh, probably curtains for your season. And you know, I, we obviously don't want that, but do you have a prediction for the other sporting event from today? I do. And I will admit that there is probably a significant level of, of bias involved, but I really think they can do it. I think that Mahomes is going to be a little bit more injured than he's leading on. He says he's fine and everything, but I don't know how you can really come back from pretty much looking like unconscious, uh, unconscious 10 days or seven days ago. So a part of me thing, and also we don't know how he really is with his foot either with the toe thing. Um, so I think that if the bills defense can hold up and like Matt Milano and then Hyde and Poyer can have like the games of their lives and keep Kelsey in check. I think that I think they can do it. So I'm, I'm going to go bills. I'm going to go 31 to 24 bills. Hell yeah. What do you got? Hell yeah. I agree with your sentiments generally. So I'm going to say 34, 31 bills. Really? You got the bills at the win too. Okay. All right. Let's do it. I mean, there's no reason not to be positive the way things are going. And then if they lose uh, Thursday's episode is just going to be the song. Everybody hurts playing over and over again while Taylor and I are crying and eating ice cream. That sounds fair. That doesn't sound like that bad of a time. But that's not going to happen, so we're not going to do that. We're just going to go back to talking about how, uh, you know, the Sabres have just lost, like, another game and uh, <laughs> and moving on with our lives and getting ready for the Bills and the Super Bowl. Not, for, right. not thinking about the other team. That's right. Who do you think is going to come out of the NFC? God, let's hope it's Green Bay, huh? It's this Brady, Brady. guy. Listen. Come on. You don't, great... wanna, you don't want to exercise those demons? No. No, I, I have something that I can't say because, you know, this is a hockey podcast network and we're trying to, uh, you know, get ads and stuff and like not offend <laughs> too many people. But like I had a response to, you know, what I want to happen. But here, I'll put a, a, a friendly version that won't get redacted. I don't want Tom Brady to lose today. I want him to like have horrific diarrhea on the way to the stadium. <laughs> just can't even play because he's just shitting out his doo-doo ass oh filling his britches with uh with big old poops yeah but he probably doesn't even he probably doesn't even poop anymore because of his weird diet so this is like a pipe dream <laughs> but no no i don't want him there i want him to retire in 2010 get out of here there was a great piece on defector like a month ago that drew mcgarry wrote about like brady 
uh, Roethlisberger, Breeze, Rivers, all these old guys. And it's just like, I'm sick of watching these old assholes. And it's like, me too. I mean, Roethlisberger looks terrible. He might retire. Breeze, he might retire. Rivers did retire. Brady, get out of here. You're 43 years old, man. Get out of here. Get out, get, get out of my life. I don't want it anymore. I dealt with this shit too much already. I don't, I mean, the six Super Bowls, the nine appearances, I can't get, I can't do a double digit appearance Super Bowl for Brady. I can't do it. You know, I'm already so mad about this because these like dumb dumbs out there who can't think for like more than a goddamn second, like, well, I guess this proves that Belichick was all Brady. When just like a little bit of context here, real quick, the Patriots, who I'm very glad they're dead, had eight players opt out, by far the most in the league. They signed a guy who only has one arm to play quarterback who I think has been legally dead since September, 2019. <laughs> and they went seven and nine uh, with two losses that were like one against the Bills and one against the Seahawks that were an inch away from winning. They're this close to being nine and seven, despite all the circumstances. Brady pulls a Kevin Durant leaves, goes to what is low key. Cause he did very smart about this. No one thinks the Tampa is being good or talented. And they were seven and nine last year. He goes to a team with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard in offense. They had a top five defense by DVOA last year. They have Ronald Jones, who's a good running back. They got Leonard Fournette and McCoy, who are both like, eh, but they're not nothing. Then they sign Antonio Brown. Uh, he has his designated, like, tiny little guy that he loves to throw to and Scotty Miller. Uh, they get Gronk as well, comes out of retirement for them. So they continue to be a really good defense. They don't win their division, and the reward for not winning the division is playing the 7-9 and nine Washington football team. They get to play Taylor Heineke, in the, in the wild card rounds. So basically a bye. And then Brady didn't throw one good pass in the divisional round. Uh, Drew Brees uh, basically played like 2008 Jake, Jake DeLome. And it's like, oh my God, Brady Magic. He's in the NFC Championship. Get out of here. Think for a goddamn second. That team last year went seven and nine with a positive point differential with a, a quarterback who turned the ball over 40 goddamn times. It was a good team. He And, and it's a shitty conference. And I have no no confidence that the Packers are going to win. I'm sorry to get so mad about this, but it's like, oh, the, oh, the Packers won the I NFC Championship. This has been a whole decade of the Packers screwing up in the NFC Championship now, mostly because of Mike McCarthy. But last year, too, they just got, you know, their asses kicked, more or less. Mm-hmm. And I like the Packers. I like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's actually – I think he's, his highs have been higher than Tom Brady. I think his highs have been higher than almost anyone ever. But they don't win big games. Their their offense isn't good. I have no, no faith in this, but – Let's 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 get the Packers in the Super Bowl. I'm more worried about playing the Packers in the Super Bowl than I am about the Pat- or about the Jesus Christ, the Buccaneers. I mean, I know obviously uh, Tampa Bay is really good, but I don't want to face Aaron Rodgers in a Super Bowl. Tom Brady, yeah, obviously it's Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and I agree with you with wanting to limit that piece of trashes like Super Bowl appearances. But with that being said, knowing that we would be able to potentially have the feeling of getting our first Super Bowl win against the person who has done nothing but terrorize the city of Buffalo for 20 years. I mean, there is literally no sweeter, more full circle way to win a champion, win our first championship, in my opinion. I completely agree with what you're saying, and I get it. You know, and everything you're saying about Brady going to a great situation. I mean, you didn't even mention too, like Bruce Arians for what it's worth. Like he also is a good coach and he knows how to coach quarterbacks, but like, yep. It would feel so good to beat him, to beat that sun kissing 
piece of shit. Oh, it would be amazing. Come on. And like, and obviously it would be crazy because like beating Rogers would be like, holy shit. We just, beat yeah. Rogers. But like, let's beat the goat Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but like making Tom Brady sad is something. It's a feeling that I want to chase. Like, look, we're playing that, them next year. What's that? We're playing them next year. Oh, no, but I'm saying to like, that asshole is never going away. I'm saying to win a championship. No, I don't want that. I want to enjoy this two weeks. If the Bills win, if you're listening to this and the Bills have won, God, I hope it's the Packers are playing. Also, <laughs> here's the thing, and this is imp- this is an important part. You know, the Packers are better. They're the one seed. They're better offense. Aaron Rodgers is definitely better this year, at this point of his career, and always has been. Uh, but this is this is something you can't forget. It's just what I laid out. This guy's had a 20-year horseshoe up his ass. 2017, they're down 20 to 10. They fumble. Miles Jack picks it up, returns it for a touchdown. They call it dead because it wasn't a fumble. Oh, wait, it was a fumble. Now the Jaguars have the ball. It's like the Jaguars aren't scoring here, and they didn't. Patriots come back and win. They wouldn't if they didn't call that. 2018, D. Ford lines up offsides. It wasn't a free play the way a lot of you know defensive offsides are. He lined up offsides. Brady threw a pick having nothing to do with that. All right? Game over. No. This idiot who's been playing football for his entire life lined up offsides. 2016, I don't even want to get into that. 2014, the Seahawks throw the ball at the goal line when they have Marshawn Lynch. 2003, John Casey, after the Panthers tie the game, kicks the ball out of goddamn bounds. 2001, the tuck rule. I can't deal with this shit, man. In 2006, where they didn't win the Super Bowl, Brady threw a game-ending pick, and the, the guy goddamn fumbled the ball on the Chargers. Fumbled the ball. Just go down. The game was over. Oh, I, I can't deal with it. I can't because I'd love this. I'm going to get into something that's nothing to do with the Sabres or what we're talking about. I would love to someone to lay out to me why Tom Brady is better than like Rogers, Manning, Breeze, those guys. And don't say rings. All right. Don't say rings. And if you want to say longevity, fine. But all those guys have longevity. Brady is just says a little bit more. It's not like they played like eight years. So go ahead. Someone tell me that because they're going to say that you can't do it without that. You can't do it without saying rings. And ooh, it sounds insane in any other sport. Everyone scoffs at the people that are like, oh, Kobe's better than LeBron because he has five rings. Everyone who has half a brain is like, no. But in football, we have to respect that for some reason. Like, here's the thing. And this is why I'm so mad about the people like, oh, I guess Belichick just needed him. We all watch this shit. We watch it anytime the Patriots in the playoffs. First of all, they go 6-0 and against the AFC East because the AFC East has been trashed this entire time. Another lucky thing. They get a bye in the divisional round. They'll play like a 9-7 and team, 10-6 and team. And Belichick is just like, all right, this is our plan on defense. Whether or not we're talented on defense this year, we can just always stop whatever the, the opposing team does best. And there's been very few cases where that hasn't happened. It's why when the Patriots lose in the playoffs or Super Bowl so often, it's to a not-great quarterback. It's like – yeah, they didn't have anything to take away from Nick Foles or Eli Manning or Joe Flacco or whatever. But they always, always, always had an incredible game plan. Let's say 2018 is a good example. They destroyed the Chargers. The Chargers were 12-4. and four. The Patriots were going – no, no, no. They went to New England because the Patriots won the division and the Chargers were wild card. But they destroyed them. They just had a game plan that was just like, yeah, that whatever. Philip Rivers can't do anything against us. And it worked. It always worked. It's just so. So what? So why? Breeze and uh, Rogers on a per game basis have better playoff numbers. Even Peyton Manning has pretty similar playoff numbers on a per game basis. Why is Brady better? Why is why? He doesn't have better regular season numbers. I, I can answer that. What? He's not. 
Exactly. I'm not insane. Nice. <laughs> this is like reminds me of like this like, like in like 2014. I think it was like Montana or Wyoming, a, a western state had like a gubernatorial debate, and there was all these people on stage that were like kooks, and then one guy that I think ended up winning, and the one guy started his uh, his pitch with say saying, "Don't call me crazy because I'm not," which is always a powerful start. But that's how I feel right now. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not. Why does he have the same numbers? Because he's it, this whole thing is just him having a horseshoe up his ass his entire life. Sick of this shit. Sick of this guy. I hope when you're listening right now, he lost. And I hope he's sad, and I hope something terrible happens to him tomorrow. On top of him, everything else, he's an awful, awful guy. And boring. Like, go to hell. This is – you can't always get what you want in sports, but, like, stop being not interesting. Like, if you hate LeBron, it's kind of like, well, too bad. He's going to win – a lot of games every year, probably be in the finals, maybe even win the championship, which he's done four times. But at least you can, uh, you know, have something to look at. He does those corny Taco Tuesday videos. He's like powerful dad energy. He's super weird. He posted a meme of himself as Batman. Brady's none of that shit. He's boring. He's stupid. He's stupid as dog shit. I can't stand him. He's he's just like every time he talks, it's like either a weird, arrogant lecture about like, oh, uh we take football so seriously or like, Oh, my kids can't have Pepsi or I'll shoot them. <laughs> they only drink flaxseed oil or some, I don't know, shit like that. Oh Go away. Your, your, your job is to entertain people. And I'm so goddamn bored of you retire, bitch. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's all I have for this week. Honestly, <laughs> I worked myself into a goddamn frenzy, but I can't stand him. He's my least favorite person who's ever lived. <laughs> So people will say, like, you got to admit he's a goat. Well, you know what? This is a free country. I don't have to admit anything. There's people who think, like, we didn't land on the moon. There's people who won't admit, like, basic facts about reality, something we talked about in a recent episode, mm-hmm. you know? But so I don't have to do that. This is a pretty reasonable take by comparison to those. You know, I don't think that uh, there are, like, lizard people. I don't think, you know, the Illuminati, well, the Illuminati is kind of real. But I don't think it's, as you know, the way people think it is. I don't think like, you know, 9-11 was a false flag or something like that. All I want to say is that Tom Brady's not the GOAT. <laughs> That's it. Period. And this is going to be a way better rant if he loses. I'm still going to be mad. I'm never going to get over this shit. This guy should have two Super Bowls. This guy is an ass hair away from losing like eight Super Bowls. And I have to hear about how clutch he is. Go to hell. <laughs> Done with you. Done. Anyway, I can't wait bills. for I can't wait for Thursday's episode now. I'm not even going to talk about it. First <laughs> of all, there won't be a Thursday episode. If the mean? Bucks and Chiefs both win today, there will not be a Thursday episode. <laughs> there will not be a Thursday. All right. Well, it's been great, everyone. I hope you enjoyed me getting raging mad, working, giving myself brain damage, and pissing myself off. Uh, as, as a wise philosopher once said, so uh, go Sabers for once. It's not you that I'm mad at. You know, just score some goals, guys. There's nothing more to add. Do you even want to do your random Sabers player? My random Sabers player of the week is whoever drives down to Tampa and beats the shit out of that old <laughs> idiot. That's it. No, my random. You know what? I'm gonna do a random bill. <laughs> because remember when oh yeah this was actually not nothing good to laugh at but remember when stevie johnson was like i hope there's like a, a nuclear bomb at gillette stadium 
So <laughs> shout out to Stevie Johnson, one of my favorite Bills of all time. <laughs> who's a great guy. Who's really fun. He knew that he was an entertainer as well as an athlete. And uh, I love him. He, he was one of the only athletes brave enough to call out God. <laughs> which no one will do. No one holds that guy accountable. So much respect. This, my this random is the best episode you have ever had. This is your this is your shining moment. This is gonna win an Oscar or something next year. Or daytime Emmy. <laughs> daytime Emmy. <laughs> uh, it's gonna win a Webby. So I uh you might notice that Brendan on here, listener, you might notice that Brendan actually usually gets more mad and yelly about the Sabres than I do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's because I even though I do get mad, but I'm kind of defeated when it comes to them, and I'm really just sad that they're wasting Michael's prime. And they're never going to make the playoffs again. Uh, but when it comes, this is something I found something that is, actually makes me raging mad instead. <laughs> to respect. All right. Well, anyway, my random bill of the week is Stevie Johnson. Do you have a random bill of the week? Uh, yeah. Uh, JP Lossman. Oh, hell yeah. Obviously. King. king. Absolute, absolute king shit from JP. <laughs> All right, everybody. Subscribe to the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics. Subscribe to us. Taylor, thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it was truly a pleasure. Truly, truly a pleasure. Oh, pleasure's all mine. I'm, I'm not shaking mad right now. And I'm not hungover. This is just how I always am. <laughs> oh, I've never, ever been more proud of our friendship than I am right now. <laughs> ever ever at a at any time yeah all right everybody thanks for listening this has been straight up savers